2: Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply.
1: Hey, this is Annie and Samantha, and welcome
0: to Steph on Never Told. Your production of iHeart Radio. And for today's Monday Mini, we are back with another listener mail. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to write to us. There's a bit of a backlog right now, I will admit. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) we are working through these messages, so never fear. We do get them. Um, And so many of them are so good, so really, thank you. But I wanted to start with one. We read a part of this one in your two-part The first part of your two-parter you did on Regina from Once Upon a Time. Yes, yeah. Yes. Uh, But I wanted to read the whole thing. Elodie wrote, I have been a listener of Sminty for years now, and it's always a pleasure for me when you cover pop culture topics I know a little about and also love the episodes I know nothing about. So I feel I can share. Your enthusiasm on your favorite topics is really neat to listen to. I love every discussion on fanfiction slash fandom, Star Wars, and company. As a former huge Potterhead and former member of lots of toxic fandoms, I survived the super hoolock area. LOL. Uh, those are topics I really enjoy thinking about, as this was a huge part of my early 20s. I'm 34 now. And talking about the not-so-fun stuff surrounding these topics is also really important, and I appreciate it. Anyway, all that to say, I really appreciate all the work you do and went to dig up a meta-analysis I posted many, many years ago on my Tumblr account about Disney princesses. It's by no means exhaustive, nor researched. It was just my personal feeling at the time in response to all the people bashing Disney princesses. Because it's old, it does not include Moana, a personal favorite of mine, North Frozen. But I think it does shine a light on what you said in the later part of episode two. Not everyone's focus is on romance, even in older, more traditional Disney princess movies. I'd even argue that the movies themselves do not, as the prince often arrives like in the third act of the movies or have little impact on the movie as a whole, except for the ending. And we all know the journey matters as much, if not more, than the destination. And when the princes are present, it serves as showing off the development of a burgeoning relationship. And the princess often has another primary goal apart from romance. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and Elodie sent us the link. I love this. This is something I absolutely would do. So I feel like
1: we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're in the mates. same research. You know, yes. Us.
0: Yes. That I just write <laughs> that no one reads. I never post anywhere. So kudos <laughs> to you. Uh, <laughs> I Love it. But it is true. Okay, first, I love how many people wrote in about Frozen. I was kind of surprised, but I'm very happy about it. It's really funny to me. One of the things about our jobs is after you research something, you get a lot of updates about it. And it's really hard to tell if it's because you researched it or if there are a lot of updates that are happening or it's both. But I'm getting a lot of updates about Frozen.
1: (laughs) I love that. I I love it, too. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I think I sent you a TikTok about cicadas, so... You did. (laughs) Cicadas are coming, Samantha. How dare you. They are coming. (laughs) Uh, Everybody
0: prepare. Tennessee people prepare, prepare, apparently. (laughs) I do think this is a really good point. And we did talk about it in our Frozen episode that a lot of the story, you know, I think the issue is a lot of it is, you know, at the end you get married, you have your happy ending. But so much of the story is, like, before that, Mm -hmm. and so maybe a part of the conversation we're not really having the nuance when we're discussing is maybe you do want that thing, but it shouldn't be the thing that defines you, like— because they yeah they do spend most of the movie doing something else like <laughs> that that comes in at the end.
1: <laughs> you know we never talked about in the majority of those movies there's always like the sin of the parents that always is the cause typically. Yeah. Or at least a big misunderstanding because yeah. Frozen has uh-huh. that too. Yeah. Just hmm. the- That's Hmm. true. That is true. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, okay, so moving on, Sarah wrote, uh, I am writing in response to your recent episode entitled Tech Things to Leave Behind in 2023. I certainly learned a lot during that episode, so I wanted to share with y'all a powerful AI tool that has answered a question that I've been wondering about for at least 10 years. To begin, I am legally blind. I do have some vision, but I cannot see well enough to read, print, or find details. My entire life, I had problems finding solutions to get around my inability to read, print, such as learning Braille and listening for the sounds of my water boiling when I'm making tea. Ever since my high school years, I wondered how I would do an at-home pregnancy test if the situation ever came up. I do not think I would want to involve one of my family members who can see to avoid judgment for being in that situation. There are apps that can connect blind users to volunteers who can see, and their job is to describe what is visible through the blind person's uh, smartphone camera. While I could use one of those apps to do it at to do an at-home pregnancy test, I would not feel comfortable doing that for privacy's sake. While I might be able to find a person in my life who can see that that I trust well enough to help me with this situation, other blind women might not. Particularly if like me, their partners are also blind. All of this to say that this year a revolutionary tool called Be My AI was released and it has finally answered my question. It is an extension of an app called Be My Eyes. This is one of the apps that connect blind users to volunteers who can see to describe things for them. The Be My AI describes pictures with immense accuracy. It's useful for things like getting expiration dates from grocery items to online shopping and describing family photos. A user can also chat with the AI tool to get more specific details that they are looking for in the image and provide additional images to get a satisfying answer. As this tool was just released to the public in the fall of 2023, the developers are still working out some bugs with how it describes images. With that said, it is still an immensely powerful tool for myself and the millions of people around the world who have limitations with their vision. Now I know that if I was ever in a situation where I needed to do an at-home pregnancy test, I would be able to do it independently and discreetly without involving an individual who can see that is immensely powerful for myself and I'm sure for thousands of other blind women. Wow, that's incredible. I didn't know that existed. That's amazing. I didn't know that either. And I, I responded and said, you
0: know, to my shame, I have never, ever thought Me about the pregnancy test, right? The at-home pregnancy test. So that is, yeah, I mean, that's
1: an example of technology filling a need i love that uh thank you for letting us know because that's such an amazing discovery for a lot of people that like i wouldn't have even thought to have looked for so Mm -hmm. suggesting this so thank you so much sarah yes thank you
0: this episode is brought to you by pnc bank who believes some things in
1: life should be boring like banking
2: Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply.
0: Friend of the show, Amanda, who has written in before and is the person who suggested that we play uh, Wayhaven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, wrote in. I hope you and Samantha are doing well, and you both had a wonderful life day, or Christmas, or whatever, whatever else you feel like celebrating. I want to thank you both for your episodes. They have kept me sane as I was moving to my new home in coming Georgia. It's been funny because every episode seemed to be like a mirror of what I was going through, and it was so comforting to know I wasn't the only one going through rough times. First. Halloween Horror Nights. (laughs) I loved your episodes on them, especially since it was my first time back at Halloween Horror Nights Orlando in about 15 years. Absolutely went for The Last of Us and stayed for the Dueling Dragons and Yeti Houses. But seriously, I really hope you all get to go again next year and make reports on them a more frequent outing, Samantha. <laughs> 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 I will volunteer as tribute if Samantha is too scared to go. LOL. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I also highly recommend, if you get a chance next time, to do the horror unmask, which lets you walk through the houses with the lights on. You also get about 30 to 45 minutes in six random houses to take pictures, ask questions of the guide, and learn about how each house was designed and really get to appreciate all the artistry. This may have been where my love for the Yeti house came in. Here's some of the pictures I was able to take. Next, I was super excited to hear about your interest in board games. I've been rekindling my love for them recently, and there's so many more to choose from, though it absolutely made me realize the disparity between how many are women made versus not. Here are a few fun games with solo modes that I recommend, though I can't promise they're all made by women. Final Girl, only a solo mode, has multiple versions based around popular horror tropes and all-female protagonists. It's a solitaire-like game where you are trying to save victims to get power-ups, get rid of the killer, or escape with an item. Bark Avenue, a dog walking game that recently came out. It's all about trying to walk as many dogs as you can in a single day. Ah! Apparently all the dogs are based on real pups and the art warms my heart every time I open it. Also has two-player and multiplayer mode. I need that. (laughs) The initiative. This is all about being thrown into a comic book where you have to break codes to uncover the mystery of the neighbor down the street. Scooby Gang meets Spy Kids can also be played with multiple people. Okay, and now to the topic that brought me to message you both in the first place. Wayhaven, Mm -hmm. I was so happy to hear your second episode on it covering books two and three. And no worries to Samantha, I completely understand we have to criticize the things that we love. Aha. To answer a question you both posed, the differences in the characters' genders are determined by your sexuality preference in the first book. So heterosexual will get you all of the opposite gender, while bisexual, asexual, or pansexual— We'll get you a mix of inverse with Nate slash Natalie and Adam slash Ava, always being the same for that wonderful love triangle mess. (laughs) I'm glad you both are enjoying it and encourage you to do several playthroughs, especially with the different characters, to learn more about them and test the limits of the sometimes annoying choice of game systems. Anyway, this has been super long already, but thank you both again so much. I hope you get some well-deserved time off leading into the new year i'm also planning on going to dragon con this year fingers crossed i'll get a chance to say thank you in person
1: Oh, we need to do a meetup yes
0: yes oh yes i love this
1: definitely oh way heaven i've already forgotten (laughs) to go through all of them i think in one sitting i started the first one
0: again and it's just really hard for me to like Make different choices. I'm like, no right. that one. That's that's it.
1: Um, <laughs> Instinctually, I think I go for that same choice. I'm like, wait, I need to do something different. But which one? Which one?
0: Yeah, but I did start it again. I think it'll still be similar, but it'll be different. Yeah, that sounds okay. really silly. But I think like I'm not gonna go like way far off. But right. it, it will be a different outcome. Yeah. So many times when we send these to Christina and I listen to them again because we do it for quality QA as we call it. Um, I'll listen to it and I'll be like, why didn't I talk about that? I do have a, I have a theory about what's going to happen. <laughs> and that's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> but I, there is something suspicious that happened in mine that when you were talking about what happened in yours, I was like, oh, I might have stumbled on something then. Okay.
1: Uh, well, because like, yeah, I, I really do need to go try it again because I, I was so like, you can do that? That lets you? Whoa. Yeah.
0: I was mm-hmm. very confused. I but, stumbled on something.
1: Okay. I'm going to have to go uh, back and look at it. <laughs>
0: i could be totally wrong but it's just it's fun it is funny i love that you brought this to us amanda we have a lot joy out of it yes i will admit i bought i already bought some of the final girl games <gasps> and i bought the um comic book based one.
1: Oh, oh i'm having to buy the puppy dog one i i knew you would get that so one like, i'll to. let i'll let I'm samantha gonna do that <laughs> i have to i need to see but the dogs I,
0: it's it's great um All game recommendations appreciated. Clearly, we actually do take them into (laughs) account. Very excited. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Also, yes, the pictures of um, Halloween Horror Nights were great. I did want to do that. We would see that group doing it, and I'd be like, oh, I'm jealous of you, going into the -the behind-the-scenes and stuff. That was really cool. I heard so Universal is, like, completely changing their theme park next year. Like, they're doing it now, but Anyway, I heard Five Nights at Freddy's will be there next year. Um, we'll oh, see.
1: Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's the hell. That's my personal hell. That would be a good okay. one.
0: I That'll know that one, personal hell. that one would be good. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Also,
1: Amanda, come hang with us.
0: Yeah, I might have to take Amanda up on this. I hope that your move to coming Georgia, it went well. I spent a lot of time there as a child because that yeah. was the, quote, big
1: city near me. Close, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my niece works over there. So, hi, neighbor.
2: Yeah, yeah, hello.
1: (laughs) So, and then we have Debbie who wrote, "Uh, I'm 50. I was never on the pill until 40. Mom had breast cancer in early 90s, and it was assumed back then the pill could raise my risk. When I started the four periods a year pill, heaven, my periods sucked. Even for a year sucked. I never wanted kids and I got it every three weeks when not around women on the pill to sync me up. The seasonique three periods a year pill is amazing. I don't know why every woman who can take the pill isn't on it. I was changing to another pill to help keep my hormones from being nutty, was going to stop for a while and see what happens naturally and haven't had my period since the last one from the pill in August. Yay! I was finally getting the perimenopause and then I got breast cancer. Oh, I'm fine. It was found in August at Memo, had a lumpectomy, and just finished radiation treatment last week. Now just starting to moxifen, the estrogen blocker, as a preventative measure and have to take it for five years. So unfair. After being scared of it by the goofy women who talked about it dramatically, I only had very mild hot flashes. I didn't even realize I was having them for a few months. Now, after a few days on the Tamox, I seem to be having more intense ones and more frequent. And this is it for five years. It's not unbearable. It's just annoying. I like the cold. So the last four years or so, I've been learning a little bit more about the not that it helps much other than knowing there was help if I had the natural one and it was harsh. And I have a great gyno who was ready to help me with my hormone therapy if needed. Here are some great resources I came across. Dr. Jen Gunter, she posts on Instagram, has a newsletter. as She wrote the Vagina bobble and the Menopause Manifesto. Menopause Taylor on YouTube, aka Menopause Barbie. Amazing. Oh yeah, that's really good information because... As you know, I'm pretty sure this stems from my perimenopause what conversation because I'm still going what um, and looking <laughs> mm-hmm. at all the options. And yeah, I I think this is why I'm, I know a lot of people have issues with IUDs and talk about like really being scared of them, really having painful experiences. And the floating IUD is the fright. And yes, I still check my string often for that, mm-hmm. but not having a period. The first year of my IUD was very painful. But after that, worth that pain because I have not had that issue. I will have some like PMS feelings, but Mm -hmm. it's not anywhere near what I was going through. I told you I think I had like clots the size of nickels and quarters. And apparently that's abnormal and I didn't know that. And all I was given was ibuprofen and sent to school. (laughs) <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and, like, people didn't understand until they had to experience pain. People would have different types, how painful it was. And I think because of that, the insertion of the IUD was like, okay. Like, it really didn't bother me at all. Like, I went running and everything. And then I've had friends who were, like, <laughs> taking all kinds of medication and vomiting. And I was like, what? What's happening between mm-hmm. the two of us? Um, and I just had a local anesthetic. But all of that to say is, like, yeah, I, like, but I understand, like, pills are really concerning. When I was first getting on the pill, I was sick as a dog. They were so, like, it was yeah. so off for me that I could not stand up straight and then had to get it changed. But because I'm like, it's fine, it's fine, my body's adjusting, I, I waited two weeks to say something was wrong, mm-hmm. even though I couldn't stand up. But, yeah, like, yeah. I definitely, uh, all of that was, like, so many of that is that concern. I need to get a mammogram. And I haven't done that yet. Um, I I don't I don't know the history for my family at all because I'm adopted, um, you know. And then seeing all this is something that I'm like, I really do need to take care of that. So Debbie, thank you so much for writing in. Yes,
0: yes. And when we we've heard a lot of from a lot of people about this as well. And I feel like once again, unfortunately, the general consensus was no one talked to me about it. I didn't know it was a thing. Everyone expects me to deal with it. And then you compare yourself to your friend and they're having a completely different experience. Right. So I have learned that too. Like sometimes your friend and you are not. Nowhere near the same. Both are legitimate, right. but you are not experiencing the same thing. <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> no, not all the time. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in
1: life should be boring.
0: First off, I'm not finished reading your book yet because it takes me forever to read things, but I perched it the day it came out. Aww, thank, you. thank you. During that time, I had just helped my best little pal cross the Rainbow Bridge, Aww. and your book was one of the only things that brought me joy. So thank you both so much for all the work you put into it. It's fantastic so far, and I can't wait to finish it. Second, I just finished the section where Annie shares her experiences of being asexual and biromantic, and I just had to put my thoughts down while they're still fresh in my mind. Annie, I resonate with what you went through and go through so much. It's almost uncanny. I think I've shared before that I am a trans man when it comes to my sexuality. Having lived as a woman for 26 years, I appreciated what you said about feeling like you can't even trust yourself to know what you want. I find myself wondering that all the time these days, but what I really wanted to share is that you discussing asexuality on Sminty was really the first time I'd ever thought about it critically. It was the first time I ever considered that to be something I might identify with, and so I wanted to thank you for your vulnerability and sharing that on your platform. I know some days we all wonder if the work we do really matters. So I want to tell you and Samantha, too, that the work you do matters to me in more ways than one. I'm 31 and just now exploring who I am in some ways. And I, too, find it quite exciting. Mm
1: -hmm. Thank you, Kale. Thank you, Kale. I'm sorry about (sighs) your boo.
0: Yeah. uh, Kale sent a picture of Coconut, I believe. Uh, Very, very cute. Very, very cute. Very sorry. Um,
1: Coconut's such a good name.
0: It's, it's so really good. good, and and it fits it fits coconut quite <laughs> well. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for writing in about this. Um, I know I talked about it before, but uh, I was scared. There were certain things I was scared to write down and have people read, even though we talk about it on the show. Right. Um, but that was a that section was up there with I don't know what I don't know how people are going to react to this. Right. I don't know what they'll think. I hope that in some way people connect with it Um, vulnerable yeah so thank you so much uh for for relating that it is something that like i don't know i just really appreciate you writing this because some days i'll be like this doesn't matter really i mean what am i doing and then i had a conversation with a friend recently who was like i didn't know what asexuality was until you started talking about it and now i'm really thinking about it in my experience and i think it really resonates with me and Um, so thank you Um, we really do appreciate all you listeners taking this time and being vulnerable with us Um, and Cale you've been such a delight and so many messages about (laughs) things ranging from Star Wars to things as deep as this well Star Wars is deep what am I saying
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) insulting (laughs) yourself now
0: I know what am I saying (laughs) thank you (laughs) thank you (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, And then Jude wrote, first off, I read the book. Good job. Thank you. But I was thinking a lot about ethical purchasing like this last happy hour was about. Uh, One time, trying to buy a frame, I wanted to avoid Amazon, so I ordered off eBay, and when I received the frame, under the first layer of packaging was an Amazon Prime envelope, so it felt like I paid more just for someone to buy something off Amazon for me. Regarding the Etsy problem, admittedly, I have not bought off this site yet, but Artisans Co-op or Artisans.coop seems like it may be the solution to Etsy's awful stances. I want to purchase ethically, and I know there's that meme about no ethical consumption under capitalism, but it's so frustrating. My sympathies regarding the ad problem. I hear a lot more podcasters complaining about how podcast ads work, and the dynamic ones, I mean. Yes, and the fact that it pays for our bills. I do feel like
0: the most cynical, like old detective, hearing this from you, which uh, I appreciate. Thank Shut you up. for. It. <laughs> no, no, I mean like, because I've been dealing with this problem for a long time. So, I'm like, you new podcasters coming out complaining about it, oh.
1: <laughs> Did it sound like that? Welcome to the party. <laughs> Did it sound like that? Honestly, I'm more frustrated at the fact that uh, our cash flow has everything to do with what we're willing to speak for. And there's not a lot of great companies. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like like when we talk about how Etsy was once upon a time a great company. And now, yeah, we have people, much like what you're talking about with the eBay thing, uh, buy off of Amazon and send it. Uh, they have more mm-hmm. big companies advertising on Etsy pretending to be small companies and they're not and then they're overcharging the small businesses that are legitimately trying to make it. Um, so it's, it's one of those things of like, it's, it's getting worse. But the ones that we think are good are not good. I actually bought a gift for a friend in Canada. It's a Canadian company, and it says it's ethically great, and then you go through and get the scores, and it's not that great. And I was like, son of a... But, like, it's just just really annoying because, you know, you really want to try to do these things, but it's so limited, Mm -hmm. and again, it's also very privileged to be able to do those things, because of the cost, or availability. Like, it's just absurd, but... Artisans Co-op, not Coop, which was what I was calling it previously until Andy told me otherwise. Um, I could still be wrong. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you're right. Sure so, <laughs> uh, Jude, if you know, <laughs> if you hear us and you're like, y'all are wrong, please let us know. Uh, but yeah, yes. so that sounds amazing. I want to check that out for sure. Yes, me too. I'd
0: probably do that I after know, we finish
1: recording.
0: Um, I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, and lastly, Jordan wrote... Hey, Annie and Samantha. I hope that you're both doing well. I just finished the most recent Monday Mini on board games, and I wanted to give you guys some more information on Mennonites and answer Samantha's question about how they feel about queerness. I'm excited. My mother grew up in a fairly small Mennonite community in Northern British Columbia, Canada. Her whole life, she was taught that queerness was something bad and sinful. Later in life, her brother, my uncle, came out as gay, and he was banished from the Mennonite church. He moved down south to Vancouver and doesn't have a great relationship with his parents anymore. Most people in the community haven't talked to him since he came out. My mother is the only one who fully supports him. My mom describes the Mennonites as an, quote, ultra-Christian cult, and they are very into heteronormative ideas. On the bright side, they do make some pretty good food, lol. <laughs> I think it would be great if you guys considered making an episode about them and their culture. Thanks for reading. I love the show. Okay. Well, that Somebody answered your
1: call. That's amazing. You. Thank you. I really <laughs> was curious because I, sadder than I wanted it to be. But <laughs> I was really hoping because, you know, sometimes I think about Quaker people and they're amazing people, but I don't know their stance on queer community either. So if anybody mm-hmm. knows about Quakers, let me know. Yeah. But it mm-hmm. seems like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Like any conservative ideals, it's really hard to not see that. Um, and then, but it makes me sad. A little bit. I'm like, oh, that was yeah. I was so thank you, Jordan. That really does answer my question. That's thank you. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, again, we
0: appreciate so much Um because we don't have this experience. We didn't no. know. And, yeah. And I love that someone in the audience was like, I can answer. I can this help video. you that with this is one. Amazing. <laughs> Jordan's like, it's my thank time. You. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. And you're right. That is a good episode we could do. That I great, think we do uh, look into topic. that. Well, wow. thank you again, all of you listeners, for writing in. We really do appreciate it. Uh, it does influence where the show goes. Uh, it answers our questions. Mm-hmm. And then it gives uh, other listeners more resources or information. So thank you so much. Uh, we are we're working through the backlog, but it's happening. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, and please, uh, please write in for any of these future listener mail episodes. We love these. Or just any topic you have in general. Um, any topic, any thoughts, any anything, uh, you can write us at stuffy momstuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stephone Never Told You. We have a tea public store and yes, we have a book, and we do appreciate you buying it. Thanks to <laughs> the people who said that they did. Uh, you can get wherever you get your books. Uh thanks as always to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer Maya, and our contributor Joey. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff i never told you is by Heart Radio. For more podcasts from I Heart Radio, you can check out the iHeartRadio Radio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes
1: some things in life should be boring, like banking. Start planning your trip at TNVacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.
2: The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May.